Welcome to the HR Chat Podcast, bringing the best of the HR and talent communities to you. Welcome to another episode of HR Chat Podcast, brought to you by the HR Gazette. I am your host today, Bill Bannum. And today we have a very special guest. Our guest is the wonderful, awesome, fantastic, talented Tim Baker. Tim Baker is community director at the HR Gazette. He is a bit of a celebrity uh, on on social media within the world of HR. He helps organize HRPA events. Uh, He is a committee board member on the HRPA York Region chapter. He is a co-organizer of Disrupt HR Toronto, uh, which has recently celebrated its third incarnation. Um, And he's an all-round lovely man. Tim, my friend, welcome to HR Chat. Thank you, Bill. And you're far too kind, of course, as usual. Uh, Thank you for that nice introduction. Happy uh, Happy to be chatting with you today. So let's begin by you telling the audience a bit about yourself um and your career background up to joining the hr gazette but before you do one thing okay. i forgot to mention there at the beginning was um the the reason why tim and i uh, are doing this session today and we're actually doing another one where tim's interviewing me is because it's the beginning of 2017 and uh for the audience to get to know us a bit more you know we're the guys who ask the questions of the guests but uh what, what about us uh, what do we get up to what interests us why are we in this space what are we planning on doing in 2017? So, looping back in, Tim, tell tell the audience a bit about yourself, your career background, up to joining the HR Gazette. Mm, that could be a, an hour's podcast on its own. Um, where do I start? I wound my way through my career to end up in the human resources field. I by the a good portion of my background was in operations management, the hospitality industry, and you know, through different roles and, and, and taking on different responsibilities through those roles with Four Seasons Hotels and Cineplex Entertainment and working in employee assistance programs after that, um, decided that I would formalize what I had been doing functionally uh, quite often and, uh, you know, later in life went back to school, did all my HR education certifications and entered the wonderful world of human resources and uh, worked for some uh, some different uh, companies in different capacities. And I have such a diverse professional background. Um, I'm, I'm finding more and more now how, how much I can leverage that. So, you know, it's not just I've got my HR hat on and I can only do HR. So, um, you know, just to, I, actually I value all of my experience up to this point and uh, especially because there's so much that lends itself to HR that you don't think about at first when it comes to something like customer service. You know, people think, well, that's customer service. That's, you know, retail, frontline kind of thing. And uh, no, because you've got a lot of internal customers when you're, when you're in, you know, in the HR department at a company. And, and to serve them the same way that you do external customers or in very similar ways, I think is very important. So the customer service is something that's, always been in my in my blood and um so that's been uh, i i decided a couple of years ago that uh, i would start doing my own consulting and i love doing it um love partnering with these startup to small business clients that don't have 
HR, uh, you know, internally, and they're looking just for someone to partner with as an, as an advisor, a strategic advisor or uh, that sort of thing, and, and to learn their business and grow with them uh, when they're in an exciting time of growth and making sure that, you know, things are going along smoothly and kind of sh- helping shape the, the people side of their business to align with their culture is, is just a, it's a great feeling. And I, you know, a lot of people, I, I'm, the, I'm the kind of person that can, that can take a look at how things are moving along with their business to shape their culture. But I can also sit down with a nice cup of coffee and read over an employment contract and really enjoy doing that. <laughs> Some people will say, wow, that's pretty, how can, how can you enjoy doing that? But it's, uh, I, I'm just, I love the different aspects of human resources and talent. And, uh, and then, of course, met uh, wonderful Bill Bannum about three years ago and uh, started. Oh, that guy. That guy. That guy. Yeah, you know him. <laughs> um, and I'm saying great because we're on the air. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> and we've had a, a great time, you know, breaking new ground, paving new roads, uh, you know, really building the HR Gazette as a as not just an online publication, but as a community of of uh, thought leaders and in the HR and talent world, and you know, not not just the written content, but now doing podcasts and all sorts of other media partnerships. And it's uh, I really really enjoy it. Uh, it's a lot of fun. I love the people that we meet. I love learning about what they're doing, and uh, it's just. It's just a good time, you know, and our uh, we have a good time doing it together. So that's that's sort of me up till this point. Okay, so um, you just highlighted a couple of things there that you do enjoy about your role at uh, the HR Gazette. Can you can you sort of give us an idea of what a, a typical uh, work week looks like for you um, in terms of uh, responsibilities with, with, with the magazine? Sure. One of the, and and I enjoy this part is reaching out to to people that have other either shown interest or that I know are doing similar things about being content contributors. Uh, so I really enjoy connecting with them, finding out what they do, where their ex- areas of expertise are, um, you know, what they enjoy writing about, connecting with them, and finding finding that that good fit for them, whether it's doing podcasts uh, or writing content or uh, media partnerships. So that whole role of community director and, and uh, you know, creating those relationships and those almost talent pipelines, like those pipelines of, of people that are interested in, in contributing content. So I really enjoy doing that. I, I do enjoy uh, doing a lot of the technical side, um, whether it be editing podcasts or editing written content. I can remember as far back as probably the beginning of university where I had uh, roommates and, and friends of mine that would come to me with their their projects and their assignments saying, can you proofread this, you know, because make sure it's all correct. And I started charging them money after a while because I'm like, that's my time. <laughs> but I enjoy, uh, you know, I grew up with, with two parents as, or two teachers as parents. So it's kind of that was certainly in my blood to uh, to edit and uh, content. So I actually enjoy that because at the same time, I'm reading this great content and learning a lot as I go. I mean, it's a bit of a bonus. So really, enjoy, I enjoy a, a, so many different aspects 
Um, and, and, you know, the technical side is fun too. I'm a bit of a techie. I embrace my, my inner tech geek and I love doing that kind of stuff as well. So yeah, that's, I enjoy that role. It's, it's really the connecting with people and connecting people together. In addition to being community director here at the Gazette, you're also an independent consultant, co-organizer of Disrupt HR Toronto, head of the communications committee at HRPA York chapter, volunteer at the HRP annual conference, social media influencer, HR event host, podcast host, father, friend, and much more. G- give me a give me a couple of lines about each of those uh, vocational roles uh, I just mentioned, uh, in- including why you do it um, and what it involves. I didn't realize I did that many things. <laughs> <laughs> I um, I'll, I'll start with with my role with the HRPA chapter in York Region, which is a fantastic chapter with just some incredible people to to work with. I'm on the board of directors as the as, as the um, director of communications. First year in that role, we sort of rebuilt the communications portfolio uh, about a year and a half to two years ago. That's a really interesting role, as you as you know. Working with volunteers is much different, or, or quite different, because their intentions or, or or the work that they do is satisfying a different need than, for example, being an employee at your regular job. And to see people lined up to volunteer with our chapter is incredible, and and that work is really interesting. Uh, on the communication side, which has a lot to do with written content, which has to do with social media and, and marketing and awareness and really creating that brand that we are a group of HR professionals in the community that are thought leaders, that are subject matter experts, and we're the chapter of choice. I mean, I'm you know, sort of bragging about my own chapter, but I've been with the chapter for eight, nine years, and, and it's fantastic. Also, Disrupt HR, I can't say enough about that event just met with my two co we're calling ourselves co-producers now <laughs> and uh we just met the other night to plan our next one so stay tuned for that i will be coming up uh in the, within the first half of next year and that i can't say enough about jeff waldman and kathleen texiera because they are fantastic people to work with uh they have such great passion for what they do and really a lot of fun to organize. It's, it's such a, anyone that is listening to this that went to our last event, I hope you enjoyed it. We had a great time doing it and it's a lot of fun. It's meant to be that event um, that inspires the people that are, that already have that vision or that desire to make change and think about things differently in the workplace. And a lot of our topics are not just HR and recruitment topics. They're anything that impacts anyone in, a, in an HR role or a, a talent role, anything like that. And it's, you know, the speakers, the ideas, the passion that they have to to speak about it. And, and of course, our awesome sponsors that, that really want to get on board. It's a great event to do. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of work, but pretty much any event is. It's just a lot of fun to do. What else did you say that I do here? <laughs> uh, well, you did mention I'm a father, and that is true. And I've got two amazing kids that are very different from each other, but they are awesome in their own rights. Um, I enjoy being involved with them and their activities, whether it's coaching them or uh, in their various sports or, or, or school activities. So that's something that I, and I actually find a lot of alignment between 
parenting and you know managing or being a leader in the workplace is a lot of the principles that are very similar and uh, probably a few blog posts uh, topics there what else independent consultant i said before i love working with my clients and partnering with them and growing with them it's a lot of fun to do that so i think that touches on a few that you mentioned yeah, yeah, I think we covered off some of the things that you do there. You do loads of other things, but uh, let, let, let's let's keep moving on. Um, here's a silly question because we always like to throw one or two of those in. And uh, listeners, before we hit record on this, t- Tim was racking his brains around uh, potential answers to this particular one because I, I shared it. I, I shared it with him ahead, ahead of the call. Uh, you're, you're having a poker night at your place and could invite three or four celebrities or historical figures. Who would you invite, and why? Yeah, that that's a that's always a tough question for me because I don't I kind of don't there's really there's only a couple of people that have ever been sort of people that I've looked up to have been inspiring to me and that's been one particular teacher I had in high school and my own father. But if I have to answer that as far as people that I'd love to sit down and play poker with, I, I'm gonna choose and someone that I actually because I worked with Four Seasons Hotels, I had the opportunity to meet some celebrities. And some of them stood out as people I'd love to hang out with, and some of them I just care never to see again, except maybe on on the big screen. Um, one of them was John Cleese uh, of Monty Python, and he was just very naturally funny, as he always is, but a very interesting uh, person. And I, I, my guess is he's not that great of a poker player, so he'd be great to play with to win some money from. So, but I would love to be just sitting around a table with him and listening to his banter. The other, uh, this was tough. I wanted to pick sort of a sports figure, and I did have a chance to meet Michael Jordan a number of years ago, not for a really long time, but I could see how he was around other people, and he's very from what I gather, a very genuine person. I just would love to talk to him about his career. I used to be a basketball player and not nearly as good as him, of course, but um, he was a bit of a a sports idol of mine, if you could say, when when I was growing up. Um, And honestly, the two other, they're not historical, well, they're historical figures for me, but not celebrities, but I would love to have my two grandfathers at the table because they passed away when I was very young and I didn't get to really know them a lot, but they uh, themselves were very significant in their own lives to the people around them. And I learned a lot about them afterwards and I never really got a chance to talk to them directly. And, and I love, I, you know, when it comes to reading as well, I'm a nonfiction type person. I love reading, uh, you know, history and, and biographies and that sort of thing. And so I'd love to have the chance to have them at the table too, because, you know, they're, they were family and, uh, and, and I didn't get a chance to learn a lot about them. And I think that that would actually make a really good mix. Uh, the four of them and me and, and, and of course you, Bill, uh, would have you there. Cause you've, you've well, said that you fancy yourself as a great poker player or so you say. I'd, I'd, uh, <laughs> I'd put some money on the table there, Tim, and give you a go. Yeah, there um, we go. But, uh, <laughs> um, so these days you're known as a bit of a celebrity HR MC chap. Uh, tell us about events you've hosted and what it's like to be the guy who holds an event effectively together from from, from the stage. Well, it's, you know, I've had the opportunity in the last year. I, I've done some sort of presenting and that sort of thing to small groups. 
uh, focused groups um, through our HR association and stuff like that. In the last year or so, I've had an opportunity to do a little bit more at bigger events. The first one was at the Employee Engagement Awards and Summit in Chicago, where um, the uh, the producer asked if I would co-host the event sort of a week before it. And, uh, you know, my old self probably would have said, no, I don't, you know, I don't think so. And I just said, yes, I want to do that. And it was a lot of fun doing it. I don't over-prepare for things like that. Obviously, I do my research, find out who's speaking so I can talk about the person. But I like to just be very authentic and just be myself when I'm speaking in front of people. And if they don't like it, okay, not everyone's going to like it. But that was a lot of fun doing that event. I got some great feedback afterwards, which, I mean, I don't look for, but people coming up saying you did a great job. And I'm always a little like, do you think so really? Uh, but I really, really enjoyed doing it. It was a great event, some great people there. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Then doing the, uh, I actually emceed our own Disrupt HR event. That was a lot of fun. There's not a lot for the MC to do because it's all about the speakers really, but there were a couple opportunities where, uh, there's some technical difficulties and there's a little bit of a pause. And yeah, I think I'm pretty good at, at uh, ad-libbing things and, and just kind of uh, a little bit of improv. So just kind of kept things rolling, you know, just be just be myself. And, uh, it, and, and that was a lot of fun doing it as well. I find that if when you're emceeing an event or, or hosting it or something like that, well, I'll have to watch the video afterwards to really get a lot of what the speakers said because I was thinking ahead, okay, what's next? Are we keeping the flow of the of the night going? And and you know, as an organizer as well, it it it's you want to make sure everything's I'm a planner. I'm a I'm want to make sure everything's going well. I'm a bit of a the orchestra conductor kind of thing. And and so but I really, really enjoy and I haven't yet done a lot of speaking roles at, at big groups, but I really enjoy the hosting, the MC type role. It's fun. It, it it really suits me, I think, too. And that's a lot of fun. So the the HR Gazette, I'm I'm proud to say, has partnered with I don't know, maybe over forty HR and leadership and business related events in the last year. Uh you mentioned a couple there just a moment ago, but can can you list four or five of, of your favorites and, and, and tell us what, what was great about them? First of all, the Disrupt HR events that we partner with um, are great because I know it well and, and, and being a co-producer of one of them. so and, and it's great to see in that respect how the different cities tailor theirs to kind of fit their demographics and their geographical region and, and kind of what's happening in the, the HR and talent environment in their area. So it's, a, it's, it's great to do that. So all of those events for sure. The employment, the, sorry, the employee engagement awards and summit was a fan. I'd never been to one previously, but what a great event! I mean, the venue and the city of Chicago, fantastic. But the the purpose and recognizing those companies from small to large that are that to recognize their achievements in employee engagement and things surrounding that. Um, the summit was great. The awards were fantastic. The, the, the whole day uh, would love a chance to go sometime to the one in, um, in the UK and Australia um, would be great. It, that's, that, that was a, a lot of fun, that event. And not just because I was co-hosting it, but uh, I believe in, in what they're doing. The other one that we did this year 
uh, was the Millennial Leadership Summit. Um, that was a really interesting one because it's, you know, it's a bit of a the whole topic of millennials and the generation gaps and things like that is a bit sometimes a bit of a touchy subject. People have some different views on, oh, it doesn't really exist. We're just creating it in our own minds, blah blah blah, and this and that. You know, I'm kind of in the middle. I, I don't. I, I see both sides. But that event was a great opportunity to hear from success stories uh, from millennials themselves, that millennial and, and Gen Y generation, and to hear fr- from their voice, to hear from organizations that have recognized that there are differences in how the generations work, but mostly work together. So that that event was great. I loved how, I loved the venue uh, I loved how it was structured throughout the day. There was great opportunity to meet lots of people, which I think is always important, that networking aspect. Uh, so that, that that was a really fun event. I really enjoyed it. I hope they do something like that again um, or something similar uh, because that was a lot of fun. So those are the ones that really kind of stand out for me. So I, I, you're going to have to help me out here. We've partnered with so many of the Disrupt HR events now. Mm. Um, I, I think they include, let me see here, in no particular order, London, Cayman Islands, Chicago, Madison, Louisville, um, Vancouver, Calgary. Gosh, what am I missing, Tim? There have uh, been quite a lot now. Buffalo. Buffalo. Which we yeah. went down to, and that was a lot that of was fun. Great. That, was, that was great. That was really fun. Uh, that was their first time doing one. They, they did a great job. Um, I'm, sure and, and, I'm sure there's more. I just can't think of. For any, for any of those we haven't mentioned just there, we love you too. Um, yes. uh, also, the, the TMA events such as the People Analytics Summit. Uh, you mm-hmm. have a chance to go for that. Yes. So lots of fun events, and uh, we're planning on doing lots more in 2017. Uh, okay, let's continue down here. Uh, tell us about the HR Chat podcast <laughs> uh, that we're on right now, uh, and also the HR Chat Twitter chats. How, how do these activities align with the Gazette's goals of building a community of partners and followers? You know, when you look at content, whether it's the written content or the podcast or the Twitter chats are still content, there's a lot of sharing of ideas and whatever. They're, uh, not everybody, some people enjoy po- podcasts more than re- reading written content or vice versa. It offers that diversity so that there's a little bit of something for everyone. And the more that we can um, increase our exposure to to find or or cultivate or or attract those people that are like minded, that are either looking to help contribute or just to um, you know to consume the content, that helps us build our community, and it's and it's a, and it's a growing and strong community diverse in different topics but all with that same that mindset of moving forward the twitter chats are great uh some great topics that touch on everything from hr tech to hr law to performance to engagement and 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 that again you know some people hr law don't want everything to do with that tech no i'm not a tech person so there's something for everybody um and to be able to then sort of align the topics or themes with the Twitter chats to some of the podcasts to some of the written content. Again, you know, you're, you're, you're covering it all. And I think just it, it helps increase the, the explosion. The Twitter, I've always been uh, a Twitter chat junkie. Um, love doing them. It's fast, it's fast paced 
and it's it, it, it's fun. Again, it's not for everyone, but it's a lot of fun. And and you actually the connections you make through there uh, are great as well. Um, the podcast. Again, I enjoy hosting the podcast and having conversations with people. Uh, I do it often enough. Anyway, it just made sense to start recording them. The people that you meet, and the things that you learn, and the different perspectives. I think that like the HR Chat podcasts are when you look at the ones that we have done already, which is over 20 or so, there's some great topics, some great people that were for great companies or great products or whatever it might be. And it's to bring that information to people that may not necessarily know a lot or much about either the person or their company or their, um, you know, their, what they're doing. That's what I enjoy most about them. I love, 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 love doing the podcasts. Uh, it's been a bit of a journey since you and I started doing them back in mm-hmm. August, August-ish of, of 2016. Um, it, it, listeners, if, if, if you listen to the first couple, uh, particularly at my end, it's a wee bit staticky and whatnot. Um, we, we, we went out and we invested and uh, um, improved the process, the editing and the technology and all the rest of it. And uh, we're really lucky in the last couple of months now to, to get on some awesome big name guests and uh, mm-hmm. it, this is certainly something that the gazette and uh, our partner agency are looking to ramp uh, into do do get in contact with us if you're interested in being a absolutely guest sponsor. Yeah. horrible plug there from me okay uh tim <laughs> what's the plan for 2017 and any events coming up that you're um attending helping out with volunteering maybe emceeing so disrupt hr toronto 2017 4.0 i guess you could call it that's um that's coming up. Uh, we don't have a date or anything yet, um, yet for that, but we're starting our planning early this time. So that's going to be um, uh, that'll be exciting. We're looking forward to that. We may do a bit of a bit of a kind of a twist, bit of a theme on that. Uh, not quite sure yet. We're just throwing some ideas out there. Um, what else is coming? Oh, the annual um, HRPA annual trade show and conference is coming up at the end of January, actually beginning of February, I think this year. I always enjoy going to that one, I, I, and I typically volunteer at that, um, seeing a lot of people that you don't see very often. Um, there's some great sessions, uh, some great vendors in the trade show. That's always a lot of fun. Uh, I just enjoy being down there with the vibe. Uh, and uh, some great keynote speakers in the last few years uh, at that event. So that's, that's another one coming up. Um, I'm also sitting on as a, a judge for the um, uh, Ted Rogers School of Business at, at Ryerson uh, for their um, case study competition uh, that has to do with HR and talent. So that's coming up in January, mid-January. So I was asked to if I would sit on the judges panel there. So that that's interesting. Uh, I'm going to find that quite interesting. It's a, a bit of a different type of event that I've been to, but it's a, it's a, a well-known event. They've been running it for a while now. Uh, and it's actually a three-day event where there's, uh, you know, speakers and one on the first couple of days, and then there's an actual case study competition that is on the on the final day. So that's kind of right now what's coming up. Hopefully, uh, looking at the Employee Engagement Awards and Summit in Chicago again this year. We'll see what uh, what's going on with that. Um, what else? I'd love to get to the Work Human Conference. Uh, this year, I have to check my schedule and see if I can because I heard awesome things about it last year. Okay, well, Mr. Baker, that almost takes us to the end of this particular show. 
Um, thank you for doing something different today and being a guest of, of the HR Chat. Before we wrap things up, how, how can our listeners learn more about Tim Baker HR? I'm, you can, if you Google Tim Baker HR, you'll find where I am. Uh, everything, <laughs> I, I use Tim Baker HR pretty much everything. So happy to connect with you on, on and, and uh, engage with you on Twitter. Uh, LinkedIn, you can look me up, Tim Baker. There's a few, there's actually, I know two other Tim Bakers that are in HR. One's in the UK, one's in the US. So uh, don't pick the, the wrong one. They're all, they're all good, but I guess. Uh, <laughs> but you can look me up on LinkedIn, happy to connect there. Um, certainly you can go to the HR Gazette website in the meet the team and, uh, my contact information is there as well. Uh, search, search me up. You'll find me. You'll find me for sure. So in conclusion, you use Tinter web and Tim Breaker HR is all over the place. Um, Tim, that takes us to the end, my friend. Um, so I, I just want to say thank you very much for being our guest today. My pleasure. Thanks, Bill. That's, uh, as you said, it's a little bit different where we're not, uh, we're, we're actually interviewing each other kind of thing. It's a lot of fun. Uh, I enjoyed it. Thank you for, the, for your time. Thanks for the conversation. And listeners, I've been the host with the guest today, Tim Baker. Uh, thank you very much for listening. And until next time, take care. Thank you for listening to the HR Chat Podcast, brought to you by the HR Gazette.